You're tuned to The Drive on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Back to the drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And uh, Matt, uh, we often reference Bill Barnwell articles on the yeah. ESPN. We don't uh, always agree with his sure uh, 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 the topics of his stories or, mm-hmm. or some of the uh, uh, assumptions that he makes in them. Um, I, I, to be honest, I opened this story yesterday or Sunday, whatever day it was. Uh, it was five NFL teams he expects to decline, or at least right. see a decline in wins. He did the opposite last week yeah. or a couple of days ago or whatever. And I expected to see the Steelers listed among his teams. Yeah, they're the, the easy pick. They, they seem like the, the low-hanging fruit for these yeah. guys, right. Um, so I'm going through the five teams that he has who could take a step backwards this year, and I'll get to the bottom, I'm like, he didn't have the Steelers on. Didn't there. mention the Steelers. You would think that that's an easy one, double-digit wins. They draft the running back the first round. You know, I mean, a lot of these things. Um, real quick about Bill, who I think does very, very good work, and when he does these articles, I read nine out of ten of them. Um, he is very analytically background. I mean, he yeah. started at Football Outsiders, so he'll reference DVOA and, well, was, you know, they probably won't win as many close-scoring games, things like that that are NFL trends, which I think are a good way of looking at it. I will say, though, he wrote these two articles – and I'm going to throw him under the bus a little. He took the easy way out a little in that he took the Chiefs to lose more games than last year, and he picked the Jags to win more. Like, they only won one. Right. <laughs> they and and, and the Chiefs only lost two. Right, right. Yeah. and they lost two. So in a 17-game season, if they lose three this year, you're correct. Like, I wish you had taken more teams in the middle, not the yeah. – don't give me the Jets and the Jags as teams that could get better. Like, they better get they, better. Yeah, right? you know, I certainly hope games? so. Yeah. yeah, right. We're not asking for much here. So the teams that he had who could take a step back this year were the Bills, mm-hmm. the Browns, the Chiefs, the Packers, and the Titans. Which, again, are high-hanging fruit. You know, I mean, yeah. those are some of the best teams. But I do think it's noteworthy for the Steelers, the Packers aside, those are the real competition in the, in the, the AFC. And didn't mention Baltimore, who's going through some tough times as well. Um, so I do think that's noteworthy that – don't just look at these powerhouses in the AFC or these perceived powerhouses and say, oh, they'll be just as good this year. They're going to win 13 games. Like, there's a lot of things working against those teams to repeat. It's hard to repeat. I mean, it's hard yeah. to be the Steelers, the Patriots, Seattle, and just be double-digit wins year after year. You notice none of those teams are listed on here. Right. Saints and, you yeah. know, the, 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 the Harbaugh and Carroll and, right, exactly, Tomlin. So I'm going to start here with the Chiefs. They had a 2020 uh, – Point differential of plus 111, mm-hmm. which is pretty good. Real they're, quick on the Chiefs. People think because they're Mahomes and they're so good lately and they went to the Super Bowl, they just steamrolled teams last year. They didn't. You know, they played a lot more close games. And you even heard things around the league like, oh, they're just not trying that hard. Right. You know, they're like, that's not how the league works. Yeah. That's not, <laughs> right. Well, to, to that point, I mean, they were plus 111. They had 12 more wins than they had losses, so that's less than 10. Their average win by, by was less than 10 points mm-hmm. every week. I think you'll be getting to this, but I'm pretty sure he states something about their average 
margin of victory was much lower than in previous years. Yeah, you know, last cut the first two Mahomes years, they just destroyed everybody. This the past year they didn't. The defense wasn't as good. Defense wasn't as yeah. good. Everyone's going to blame the O line, but the O line was a late in the as a playoff. That was problem. that was hap- yeah, that yeah. happened late. Uh, so last year their their uh, Pythagorean ex- win expectation mm-hmm. last year was ten and a half wins, which means like they outplayed their what record. the numbers would tell you. Okay, what that is is here's all the results, yards per play, who they played, the DVOA, uh, basically DVOA, yeah. yeah, all those things that wrap up. And on a normal season, a normal team would win 10.7 games in that instance. Obviously, having Mahomes helps, and you know, the Steelers have been over DYOA for a lot of years, but you don't usually blow it out of the water. It's usually right. an indicator that you weren't quite as good as your record indicated. And they went 8 and 0 in games decided by seven or fewer points. Mm-hmm. Now, the hard. quarterback helps in that. Without question. The, the Steelers with Ben and Tomlin are better than 50% in one-score games, Yeah, where the average is one is 50%, of course, because one team loses, one team wins, or you tie. Um, but generally speaking, if you're 7-1, and one, you'll probably be 4-3 and three the next year. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's going to return to the— closer. Yeah. Um, so I think when you look at that, uh, he goes through some of the, the games that they won last year mm-hmm. that they— Probably shouldn't have. If you remember, they they played the Chargers uh, when Justin Herbert was a ro- his first game. First game, yeah. Hadn't practiced as the starter all week long. Tyrod Taylor practices as the starter. Gets and stabbed it, and gets a needle stuck in his <laughs> lung uh, before the game, and it still was a tight one. It was a tight one. In fact, um, Harrison Booker hit a fifty-eight yard field goal to win that game mm-hmm. as time ran out. A okay. Fifty-eight yard 58 field. Fifty-eight yard or to, yeah. That's not a high percentage winning play. Yeah. Seven weeks later, uh, the Panthers were within two points of them with 153 to go and had the ball. Hmm. It was the Panthers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Teddy Bridgewater, with Teddy, who right. loses these kind of games. Oh, yeah, he keeps it close. So. Yeah. Um, they gained no yards on three plays. I remember that game because one of the, they actually lost two yards on one of those plays because Teddy checked it down hmm. to Christian McCaffrey behind the line of scrimmage. Instead of trying to throw the ball down the field, and I think it was on second down. Yeah, must have been Mike Davis. McCaffrey wasn't in there, but or Mike Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and, and of course, he just it went backwards. They lost two yards, and then so they had to try a sixty-seven yard field goal. I remember that. Yeah, that didn't go so well. Uh, the Raiders were up thirty-one twenty-eight on the Chiefs with one forty-three to go, and the Raiders beat them last year. So yeah. I mean, Gruden might have. An idea how to play these guys. At yeah, least, you know they gave game. up a seventy-five yard touchdown drive on seven plays. Now you could say, okay, that that's sure. That's what Mahomes does. That's what Mahomes yeah, right, does. Right, right. The other two instances where the defense, a bad defense, got a stop. Yeah, or, or the other team, on a the other team screwed win. it up. Yeah, you know. both games were relying on a kicker to hit a long field goal, and one of them worked in your favor, and one didn't, or both worked in your favor. Uh, the Broncos were within three points of the Chiefs to start the fourth quarter uh, at nineteen sixteen in Week thirteen. And the only score in the fourth quarter was a book your book your field goal, hmm. uh, so they won that one twenty two sixteen over. The, um, the Falcons scored a touchdown to go up fourteen to ten. They scored t- they had ten points against the Falcons. If you defense. do this on the Falcons, it's mind boggling how many games they yeah. quote should have won or right were in, and they end up with you know fourth pick in the draft and Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Ugh. 
Um, so there was some luck involved there. Oh, yeah, yeah. There, yeah, is. there was some good fortune. Uh, with you, though, I do think there's some skill if you have Ben and Tomlin or Mahomes and Reed. And you got a good kicker. and Good kicker, you know. and you know, you're know you probably going to win more than you lose of close-scoring games. But not 8-0, no, you right. know, not 7-1, you know. Uh, the Bills last year. They're similar. They were 13-3, and three, but their point differential was plus 126. So they were actually better mm-hmm. than Kansas City in point differential. But their win expectation was 10.6 wins. And yeah. they were five, or they were four and one in one score games. Speaking of their point differential, I've just done a lot of Bills homework lately, as you can imagine. Their last three games, they were plus eighty-eight, I think, in point differential <laughs> before going into the season. I mean, they got better as the season went on, but early on, they weren't destroying teams like that. Right. I mean, they killed three decent teams by like eighty-eight points. Um. So you know, can they? sustain that is it uh, you know, i don't know i mean they again they're like the chiefs are kind of bringing back oh they're running it back yeah the chiefs are cha- changed the offensive line made some defensive Massive adjustments changes there but the skill guys are the skill guys and the, and the stars the same, are the, the stars, defense yeah. is the same i mean in terms of i don't think anyone's saying the chiefs or bills won't be good teams but will they be as can good? they win 13 and 14 games right that's the like I think the Chiefs. Or more importantly, moves. I guess in a seventeen-game season, can they lose two and three games? Yeah, a good way of looking at it. I think the Chiefs, of course, will be fine. I mean, everybody would trade positions with them, but I could see their O-line additions paying off, but struggling early. Yeah. You know, that, that's just not something that happens overnight. I read this start to finish too, and he has good points. I don't know that I'm buying in on the Bills though. I don't think they'd be on this list because. They're bringing back almost the exact same crew. We know what they are. I mean, they swap out John Brown for Emmanuel Sanders. Same thing. You yeah. know, like it's it's there's less variables with them to me. Yeah, I don't know if they'd have been on my list. Yeah, this I think ne- they're gonna be pretty the darn next, good. The next one's interesting. It's Cleveland. Cleveland's the one that's worth talking about. Cleveland finished eleven and five last year. Mm-hmm. Now remember, they were ten and five going into that regular season finale against the Steelers. If they lose that game. Mm-hmm. In which the Steelers sat a bunch of their regulars. Cleveland doesn't make the playoffs. They don't go to the playoffs, and it's and a completely it's... different feeling in Cleveland right now than it was. Well, just, we're we're building on something. Yeah. We're hoping to get to the playoffs this year. Not oh, we're the favorites in one of the best divisions. We're we're coming for the Chiefs. I wonder if you gave Mike Tomlin true serum, if he would play that regular Maybe. season finale differently. Maybe I'm sure he would. The more you think about it, I mean, you're for. I mean, going into that game... I think you might have gotten the Dolphins into the playoffs instead. Right. Going into that game, we were all pretty happy with the idea of playing Cleveland a second time. Thinking Steelers have beaten them year after year after year. It was 38-7 to at Heinz Field. Destroyed them earlier in the year. This game doesn't matter. They'll kill them. Didn't go that way. But I think that the Steelers looked at the Browns as a good week one matchup in the postseason. And you get the rest people. So... I'm not like killing Tomlin for this. I don't think you are either. But no. I think you, if, if you could change the course of history, yeah, you'd have played that game differently. Uh, their 2020 point differential was minus 11. Minus 11. It's kind of remarkable. He breaks it down here. There's some really interesting stats. I Since 1989, yes, this it, is really interesting. There to have me. been 91 teams that finished with a point differential between minus 25 and minus one. Mm-hmm. The Browns were the only team in that group to win at least 11 games. Right. That's real fluky. Um, only four won 10 games. Right. One in 91 yeah. and four in 91. 
Uh, that includes a pair that declined dramatically the following season, the 2016 Dolphins and the 2019 Texans. Mm-hmm. Uh, flip it to the other way, 85 teams during that time have gone 11-5. and five. Just two of those teams have posted a negative point differential, the 2020 Browns and the 2020 Col- 2012 Colts, who were actually worse at minus 30. Wow, okay. Now, the 2012 Colts, the following season, didn't have Peyton Manning. Hmm, okay. I'm try- I was just trying to think what team that was. Is that a luck-driven that was, team? That was Manning's last year. Luck came in 2014, right? Okay. So was that the year? Right. So I think they got the first pick in the draft after that. Yeah. I mean, Manning got hurt, sat the whole year. They played with bad quarterbacks and were massively exposed. Cleveland's and- DVOA last year was 18th. Yeah. The team ahead of them was the 4-12 and Falcons. <laughs> right, right, right. No, there's the the Browns one's really interesting to me and really should be on the list. Their win expectation last year was seven point seven. Seven point seven. Uh, their record in under five hundred. Their record in games decided by seven or fewer fewer points was seven and two. Mm-hmm. One of those was that regular season finale against the Steelers. Right, which I'm not sure if you should weight them the same. You know, all week seventeen stuff in general. I mean, the argument for them is. Hey, we figured it out with a young coach and a young team, and we got better as the season went on. And uh, if the Steelers played them again, it probably wouldn't have went the same way as week one. And, well, it didn't. But, I mean, that was the worst version of the Browns, and it got better. And they also played three games with just abysmal weather. But the opponent did, too. The opponent played in the same weather. That doesn't factor in in the, the point differential that big a deal. I do think their point differential stuff stands out dramatically, and history shows, you know, it's hard to keep that up. But I think their defense is better on paper right now than it was then. You know, they've added pieces, and you would think Stefanski in his second year should be better. But it just depends how you look at it. I mean, if you want to look at all these teams glass half full, which is very easy to do this time of year, as opposed to these are what the numbers have showed us for the last 30 years, and we don't care about how you view it. This is just facts. You know, you, you could have two different views of the Browns. Here's their schedule from last year. They lose at Baltimore in the opener, 38-6. to six. So they got killed, right? Yeah, 38-6. Yeah. to six. They beat the Bengals in Week 2, 35-30. Mm-hmm. Washington in Week 3, 34-20. Washington's offense was horrendous, yeah. too. At Dallas... Uh, they That's win, a good time to play Dallas. They too. win 49-38, mm-hmm. if you remember that game. they were Dallas Might have been the game Dak got hurt. I think it was. Because he got hurt, I think, and I think he played the majority of four games. Yeah. Uh, then they beat the Colts 33-23. That's a nice win. Or 32-23 at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lost at Pittsburgh 38-7. to Bat, And that was never competitive. They won at Cincinnati 37-34. That's two wins over the Bengals. They lost to the Raiders at home, 16-6. to That was one of those... I think, I think that was the beginning of the three bad games, weather-wise. Then, they beat, then they beat Houston at home, 10-7. to Okay. Again, bad weather game, close. Then they beat the Eagles at home, 22-17. I think those were the three bad weather yeah. games. But they, they were bad opponents. They won at Tennessee, 41-35. Hmm. Lost to the Ravens, 47-42 at home. Beat the Giants twenty to six at, in the Meadowlands. Uh, lost to the Jets twenty three sixteen. Lost to the Jets, yeah. Yeah, uh, and then beat the Steelers twenty four twenty two. And we know the circumstances of that game. I mean, 
the whole division had an, a very favorable schedule last year, yeah. but that one's there's no tough ones. I mean, there there are two two Raven games, two Steelers games. Their two shining victories were over Colts. The, the Colts and and, and Titans. Yeah, I say the Steelers beat the same teams, beat those same teams, and really, yeah, they're not heavy hitters. No, at all. Um, who else is not on that? Is is a big win? No, no, you're 100 percent right. Until they got to the playoffs and beat the Steelers. Now yeah. that happened. You can't take it away. Oh from no, them. no, that was a, a shining moment in Browns history and. Steelers did not play well and made things easier on them than they should have, but the Browns were the better team that day. I mean, there's no doubt about that. And they might be the better team right now. I mean, I'm kind of leaning towards picking them to win the division, but it's more of an indictment on where the Ravens are, and I don't feel strong about that prediction at all, and I may go back on it and pick them to be third when it's all said and done. I'm not sure. I just I, I mean, like how they're built. Their projected wins last year were 7.7. 7. That's the type of team they played as. So there's a good chance that maybe the changes that they've made only get them to 10 or 11 wins this year. Yeah. Play because like that's nine, what they were. Wins. Last year they were a 7-win team that got that got fortunate in a few games mm-hmm. and, won, and ended up winning 11 games. Right, right. Almost right. four more, uh, three-plus more games than what they should have won. Mm-hmm. So if you regress that, and then you add the, the and you get better, you get better. So let's say you're two games better. Okay, you, get, you win ten this year. Mm-hmm. The other thing about them too is that offensive line, which is so important to them, played a very high percentage of the snaps. You know, like injuries are a hard thing to predict, obviously. But uh, what's his face? The guard missed a little bit of time, but other than that, they were very, very healthy up front. That they'd be a different team if you had to deal with different hardships. You know, and again, young coach. Um, I, I think they're for real. I absolutely do. I'm very impressed with how they're built. But there are some things that usually when you take a – it's also – I'm not sure if he mentions here. They call it the plexiglass principle too, that you get a little better one year and a little better the next year. Then you take this huge jump. Well, you usually bounce back and hit your face off the plexiglass yeah. and move back a small step again. It's hard to really take a big jump and mean it. And they took a big jump. Uh, especially especially in football because it's hard right. to maintain – I do know that they've already been talking about they open with the Chiefs. Yeah. And they've already been talking about this is the first of two meetings with the Chiefs this year. Yeah, I wouldn't be saying those things, but they go out there and get smoked in this opener against Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And, and I I would bet my I'll, I don't care what the spread is, I'm taking the Chiefs in that game. In KC opening week. In KC, Andy Reid's had all off season to plan for this. Sunday you, night game, I think. You're gonna see, yeah. yeah. You're gonna see all kinds of. You'll see something out of the Chiefs that you haven't seen before. Oh, I just think that okay, yeah, the Browns' defense is better on paper, but that's you're not gonna deal with that. You know, tsunami you're walking into. You know, in terms of just the Chiefs' offense, it's gonna be a lot to handle. And I just wonder how you know they they've put so much into this first game. Oh, the Chiefs, we we had them mm-hmm. last year. We were right there with them, and then you go out and lose this one by three touchdowns. <laughs> Yeah, and all of a sudden now the oh hey wait a second here maybe yeah know, maybe this isn't what we thought it was. Steelers could lose by three touchdowns in Buffalo too. No doubt. I mean Buffalo's great. Yeah, but I trust the organization and Tomlin to weather that storm better than a new team. You know, just yeah. you know, it's just that's the experience factor, the coaching factor. Now the Browns are interesting to me. I mean, the fact that their point differential historically is such an anomaly for their record. Stands out to me in that situation. I get, and part of that was because they got blown out uh-huh. by the Steelers and Ra- and Ravens 
in those two games early in the, the season. Games they won were close. I mean, those still matter, though. Those I mean, matter. You get, you get beat bad by big, good teams. It says a lot about you. Um, the Packers are the next team on this list. Yeah, they're also a little easy. They were plus 140, though, last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had Their projected wins was 11.1. Their record in games decided by seven or fewer points was only three and two. Yeah, I noticed that, too. Um, so, Which is pretty realistic. Yeah. It's not a great indicator. I mean, they've won 13 the last two games. They also had the, the third toughest weeks. schedule last year in the league. Yeah. So I don't know they'd be on there for me because I also think their division's bad. I think they're these, clearly one of the best teams in the NFC. In the NFC. And the NFC is not deep. The NFC's not deep. No, I think they could have a real good chance to go to the Super Bowl or fight in Tampa as the top contenders. And maybe as much as any division in the league, I feel confident saying Green Bay is going to win theirs. Yeah. I mean, the other th- – they could easily go 6 and 0 in that division too. Yeah. And yeah. That goes a long way to getting to 12 13 wins. Uh the Titans are the final team on the list. They're interesting cuz the they're yeah. a high variance team. Their uh win or point differential was only plus 52 last year. Mm-hmm. They were 11 and 5. Their win expectation was 9 and a half wins. Okay. In games decided by seven or fewer points, they were 7 and 2. Okay. They had the ninth easiest schedule. I say their schedule wasn't bad, and the division isn't bad this year either. They probably win four or five games in their division. In the division. In the division. But I don't know that they're. I don't know that they're a good football team. That's what I was going to say. Is they might be a good AFC South team. Yeah. <laughs> but are they a good AFC team? It's a totally different. Conversation. I know people. People were talking about. Um, I mean, well, you're going to see uh, Kansas City, Buffalo. Baltimore, Cleveland, and then, you know, who are the next teams after that? Well, one of those teams in the South is going to win the one division. One division. Probably a two-horse race. Um, but I don't know that either one of them are any good. As we I just talked either. about, the Steelers and Browns beat both of those teams last year. Right. I'm, I actually am set to do a power rank this week, and I haven't given it much thought, but I'm just kicking it around in my head now. I mean, I would take the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Browns, the Bills, the Steelers, the Chargers, the Patriots over any team in the South, where they stand right now. And I think Miami's on the same level, and maybe Denver's on the same level yeah. with the Colts and Tennessee. The only difference is, is one of those teams, one of these teams is going to win their division. Yeah, and, and they also have four games against Jacksonville. And they'll have, Houston, a, they'll have right. a decent record, but I don't think they're going to be any good. Right, uh, to your point, I don't know that they'll be better. So maybe they're not the best qualifier for this, because their record might make them look better than what they are. Yeah. But there's a lot of variance with them, too, though. I mean, they put all this money into the defense. Do we know it's better? It was awful last year. It was the they, worst pass they still don't have, in the league. They still don't know who the right tackle is. Right. That's a big deal with them. Can Derrick Henry go out and get 400 touches again this year? That's the thing is they need to – Henry and Julio have to be themselves. And that's they're not the only team in that boat. But there's nothing behind either one. And they're a little scary. Yeah. They're a little scary. Yeah, it could be a house of cards that kind of topples. Mm-hmm. They haven't drafted well lately. They have they, they've been high-risk, draft-injured guys, and they just cut uh, their fourth-round pick yesterday. I mean, that doesn't sound like a big deal, but wide receiver Fitzpatrick from Louisville. Yeah, that's Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I mean, we thought he might be the number three guy, and he gets cut. You know, like, yeah. they, they've, they've missed It was a questionable some... pick to begin with. No, yeah, it was a little bit of yeah. a reach, but yeah, you're, you're right. And Julio wasn't on the team yet, but still, Isaiah Wilson, and, you know, they've made some errors. Yeah, they're a risky team. You know, I mean, you've already dumped a Dory Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, you let Johnny Smith walk. I mean, there's there's some the you moves didn't there. Pick up Corey Davis or Jack Conklin's yeah. fifth year options. You know, th- some of those. What are you doing? Of, what yeah. are you spending your money on? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, 
they could be really good. If they're really good, I bet they're on this list next year and say, boy, they had a lot of good luck. They got a lot of fumble luck and yeah. win one score games and stuff like that. Because I don't know that the foundation's great. I, I don't know that it is either. Um, I have mixed feelings about Vrabel as a coach, too. I like him, um, but I think he's a tier two or three coach, not definitely not a tier one. You uh, you mentioned the, the Patriots. Um, obviously, they made the decision to go with Mac Jones as their starter. Mm-hmm. Does that change their win outlook for you as opposed to going with Cam? A little in that I think stability is important. You know, that even if they would have picked Mac Jones and not cut Cam, he'd still be looming and things don't go well, you can go back to him. And they're just such different quarterbacks. It's sort of the same with Denver, except Denver really doesn't have a quarterback where I think New England might. Um, doesn't change it dramatically. I think it's if you're a Pats fan, you're pretty happy that they showed that much confidence in the first round pick, and he's supported with a defense and a running game. And is a line. he because Stephon Gilmore is not going to play? Yeah, to start the season. I think right? the defense will be middle of the road ish. I mean, they're they're going to start Jalen Mills as their other cornerback. They're co- they have corner problems too right now, which is not how they're built. That's not what he was signed to do either. Yeah, no, you're right. And we both said, I mean, their receivers are still at the bottom of the league, in my opinion. And they overspend on them, but that's a side I mean, note. They, the only thing I think that they have going in their favor is their easy schedule. Their schedule is very favorable. And and Belichick. Yeah. I mean, that's a great asset. There's no question. Um, this is interesting to me, too. Shiokopedia writes for The Athletic. And he's sort of a Barnwell type. I mean, very analytically um, correct and knowledgeable. And I've read a lot of his stuff lately on predictions for the year and whatnot. And he did an extensive study on... First round quarterbacks that are opening that start their rookie year and where they end up when it's all said and done, and on average over like the last year, I think it's been ten years. So there was a pretty good sample size, and this applies to the Steelers maybe next year. You know, like if right. you start a rookie quarterback, and I don't even actually Dak Prescott counts, so it doesn't even mean first rounders. If you start a rookie quarterback, on average he's the twenty third best quarterback in the league, which. That's what Tua was last year. Everyone said like, Tua stinks. He was about the twenty-third best quarterback in the right. league. You know, so it was slightly below average of what rookies do. Herbert was Herbert and Dak were two that broke the mold. They were in the top ten. You know, of course, there's exceptions, and there's also Josh Rosen's who was fortieth. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I don't think it's unrealistic. And that where I'm going with this is, I bet Mac Jones is about the twenty-third best quarterback in the league. Yeah, you know, he'll probably not make a lot of mistakes, not make a lot of big throws be the average of rookie starting quarterbacks, it puts a lot of pressure on Bill to get you to 10 wins or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's kind of – I know Steeler fans are looking at this, why wow, they have concerns here, they have concerns here, there. Every team in the league has concerns. Mm-hmm. There's no complete team. Tampa looks complete, but they were also the healthiest team in the right. league last year. That's, I mean, I mean you're, there's some things looking at them in the face. They also a, have these guys. You get a 45 year old quarterback. That, <laughs> that's a concern. That's a concern. Yeah. With nothing behind him. Yeah. yeah, right. I mean, he's coming off a knee injury, too. And yeah, they were remarkably healthy last year. And they could probably weather it because they have a very easy schedule and they're in good shape. But could I they mean, weather being without Brady for six weeks? Not with Brad Brady. Yeah. No, right, right. I mean, no, you're right. I mean, Everyone focuses so much on the Steelers, which is great, and that's what we're here to do. But if we focus on other teams, there'd be at least as many concerns with nine out of ten of them. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree, I agree. So, 
Uh, that's going to do it for this segment. So for my partner, Matt Williams, for Jacob Breck here on site, keeping us on the air, I'm Dale Lolly. We thank you for listening to this edition of The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio.